Welcome to Liberty and the Cross. Ours is a libertarian podcast which aims to reconcile libertarian politics with the Christian life. We want to teach people about libertarian ideals and how shrinking government will improve life for everyone. Direct from Kansas, I review current events, talk with political leaders and candidates, and explore policies that help improve life for all Americans. My name is Brian Bombardier. I'm a libertarian, pharmacist, political candidate, and family man. Definitely not in that order. Hey everyone, it's Brian again, and uh, today, this is March 10th, this is uh, Tuesday, March 10th, I'm talking about this, I want to discuss the shuttering of public masses, of public services in the Vicariate of Rome uh, in Italy. So this is, uh, has both kind of Christian and libertarian um, angles to the story that that need to be fleshed out and so I wanted to take the next few minutes to kind of discuss my thinking and see what everyone else out there thinks about this uh, because uh, part of me thinks that this is terrible and at the same time as a private organization I believe the church should absolutely be able to make such a decision uh, I just don't know if it's uh, the right one to make. So to, to get people caught up in case they're not sure of what's going on, the uh, Vicariate of Rome, so kind of like the diocese that, uh, you know, the Pope is the, is the Bishop of Rome, and so he runs that entire diocese. Uh, he has, of course, people that work under him that pretty much take care of the diocese and take care of that vicariate in Rome for him. And the Italian government... Uh, has placed much of Italy uh, on lockdown recently. So in in Italy, you're pretty much to shelter in place uh, until they can wait out this coronavirus uh, that's sweeping Italy and infected uh, many, many individuals uh, in that nation. So I'm torn, as I mentioned. Um, I hate the idea of the church being forced to shutter public services by the government. Now, as a libertarian, of course, I am not, I'm rarely in favor of government doing much of anything. That I will concede, that point I will concede. But the the need for the government to act in the public interest, at least for most people, they aren't going to argue too much about it. They're not going to throw out much, throw much of a fit about, um, I guess, stopping religious services, especially in America where the vast majority of us, of course, report that we're Christian, but how many of us actually go to service every Sunday? Uh, a much smaller percentage. Now, the, if it's the Italian government, and it sounds like it has been mandated by the Italian government that these services not take place, uh, I think that's overstepping their bounds. I think they've stepped kind of, they've, they've taken a step too far in trying to contain this. It, it's a pandemic. Let's just call it what it is. It's a, it's a nasty virus. I mentioned in my past episodes that I'm pretty sure it was a bioengineered virus. I no proof of that, but uh, avoiding infection is <clears throat> pretty much um, not going to happen. If you're going to get the infection, uh, odds are you're just, I mean, 
the odds are you're going to get it, the, you have a much higher odds of getting it than not getting it. So for most of us, again, that are not 50 or over or 60 or over, you're going to get the sniffles. You're going to feel like crap. You're, it'll feel like a bad cold or a flu. You'll fight it off. It'll be over with. For those of you over, I guess they would consider elderly people, for the boomers out there, uh, it's a little more problematic if you are to get the coronavirus. Now, the so what does this really have to do with church service and shuttering of the churches? Okay, getting back to the topic that I really wanted to discuss, this has both religious and, of course, governmental implications. Now, the religious implications are, are profound. I mean, I'm a Catholic. I'm unapologetic about that. No matter your religious slant, whether you're Protestant or Catholic, I don't see how anybody out there can can truly feel that removing religious service from the world in a time of such turmoil and a time of such stress could be a good thing. I, I get the public health implications. I, I get all that. But how can cutting the faithful off from regular mass, from regular religious service, how can that be a net positive in the grand scheme of things. Well, in the secular world, and of course in America we live in a very secular world, the secular world has no interest in promoting the religious life, promoting the religious world, and so of course there's no issue if you're a secular American or secular Italian individual. But for those of us who are, or at least try to be devout, try to be pious individuals, try to be good Catholics, good Christians, not being able to make your Sunday obligation is problematic. I mean, your spiritual health is at least of equal importance to your mental and physical health as well. Uh, and so, I, again, I really struggle with the idea that, you know, this is the best thing for the faithful out there. I mean, during the plagues, they probably did reduce the amount of mass, public mass. I, I don't, I wasn't there, and I haven't done a lot of research on that topic. Uh, just common sense would probably dictate that the number of public masses went down. That doesn't mean the priests went out there giving the sacraments and that churches were completely shuttered. I, I really struggle to believe that they would have shuttered all the churches during the plagues of the Middle Ages or the, you know, the Renaissance, whenever they had flu epidemics or pestilence, you know, enter the city of Rome. I really struggle to believe that they shuttered churches and that that was a, a good decision if they did that. Also, I don't, I'm not entirely sure it's going to be that effective. I mean, if we're trying to stop the spread of the coronavirus, like I mentioned earlier, I, you're going to be hard-pressed to do it. It's just too virulent. It spreads too easily from person to person. Is it going to be that effective at slowing it down? It may, and it may. It, any reduction in public spreading in where you'll have large amounts of people coming together, if you can reduce those large gatherings it'll probably slow the progression through the population of the disease. I just don't know if that's going to be enough. 
I mean, I guess any slowing is better than none. So maybe if you work in a hospital, if you're a medical provider, maybe you would be very pleased to have a slower, more drawn out uh, epidemic. And I, I have a, I, I'm pretty sure that the public health people, the people that do work in medicine, would agree with that statement that yes, they would much rather have uh, a full ICU for four weeks instead of uh, two weeks of absolute hell where they don't have enough beds, not enough ventilators, people are dying because so many people became so became infected at the same time and so they were just overrun with sick people. And I can see that I, and I can um, definitely sympathize with those individuals who believe that. So I, I'm not entirely against, again, I'm not entirely against getting rid of public gatherings or large public gatherings. I'm just not so sure that reducing access to the sacraments, access to the mass, is doing more good than it is harm. I, I'm not convinced of that. And so I'd love to know what you, know, what you think about it. Uh, I've been you know, reading comments on Twitter. I'm, again, unapologetically more traditional in my beliefs. Catholic beliefs, then, then I'm definitely not progressive or liberal. Uh, on, you know, if, if there was a spectrum of the church, I would lean towards the more traditional side. And so I follow a lot of those people that are very traditional or you know, hyper-traditional online. And uh, of course, they're up in arms about it. And the people that are especially uh, hard on Francis tend to be um, some of the most um, loud, you know, <laughs> the most uh, verbose, the most uh, angry about this decision. And I see their point. I, I truly do. I mean, if you're sick with the coronavirus and you're 55 years old, um, you know, you already have a dispensation. You don't have to go to mass. I mean, you're sick. You don't want to spread the virus. Uh, unfortunately, people out there don't always make the right decision. And so these people that are going to Mass, if it's being offered, they're like, oh, i got to go to Mass because my soul needs it. And your soul does need it. But if you've got the coronavirus, and as you know, well, if you don't know, I'm here to tell you, the vast majority of individuals that go to Mass are, are old, are elderly. They're definitely baby boomers. And they are the prime victims for this new COVID-19 or coronavirus. They are, you know, easy pickings for this, for this virus. So the church, by decreasing the amount of masses or eliminating them completely, is potentially saving many of these old people from becoming infected and thus maybe saving their lives at the same time. So, I, again, it sounds like I'm vacillating back and forth because I am, because I'm not sure what the right answer is. And so, thank God there are people in leadership who are willing to, or that have to, by virtue of their position, that, are, that have to make these decisions, these public health decisions. So the Christian side of me says, maybe reducing the amount of public mass uh, is, is a good thing, <clears throat> but 
priests need to be out there still administering the sacraments, still need to baptize children, uh, still need to offer confessions. This, these are things that are essential to our Catholic lifestyle, our Catholic livelihood, our Catholic survival. And these, the, the priests are supposed to get out there and minister to the sick. And so I hope that they will continue to do that even in this vicariate of Rome where they have decided to cut off all public service until I believe April 3rd is the current cutoff date. Again, this is as of March 10th, 2020. Uh, So, okay, religious side, we talked about that. Let's go back to the libertarian side. Does it make sense for the government to be the one to come in and mandate this? I am of the opinion that I don't like the government telling anybody what they should or should not do. This is a public health emergency. I completely understand that. Uh, I would be uh, lying to you if I didn't say, didn't think, or if I didn't tell you that I think that the government will use any crisis that it can to try to affect or implement greater societal controls. I don't. I, I truly believe that any excuse the government can use to consolidate its power, it will do. It will definitely take advantage of these kind of crises. I mean, look at the uh, was it the Patriot Act? You know, right after 9/11, drastically changed your privacy rights as an American citizen. This is not something that you can debate. This is an absolute truth that you have your right to privacy in your affairs, especially digital affairs, was pretty much wiped away by the Patriot Act. The crisis of 9-11 led to this. And finally, they're starting to repeal certain parts of that act. But the government will always take advantage when it can to consolidate its power. Now, the church deciding to take this action on their own is something completely separate. That's a private organization deciding to stop masses, deciding to stop public gatherings. And it may very well be the right decision to make. But when a civil government, a secular government, is the one that's deciding for you, that is a, a bridge I'm not ready to cross. That is, some, that is taking it too far. And it's not, again, it's not the government's job to be your mommy or your daddy. As an adult, if you decide to go out in public knowing full well that there is coronavirus out there and you get infected, that is, as a grown individual, as an adult, that is a right you should have. Freedom of movement is just something that we, is just a right that you have. It doesn't need to be given to you by any government. It's just the right that you have as a child of God, as an individual who lives on this planet. Is, do people make good decisions? <laughs> well, I think you know the answer to that, and the, the overwhelming answer is absolutely not. And that every single one of us makes bad decisions on a daily basis. I am not here to say that I am any smarter, even though I probably think I am. I'm not any better than anybody else out there. I make the same or my own stupid decisions on a daily basis. 
would I quarantine myself? Would I self-quarantine and not go out in public? Uh, probably not. Not to the extent that the government would want me to. I can definitely say that. I, am I afraid of getting the coronavirus? I don't know if I'd say I'm afraid of it. I'm not enthused about it, but I, I guess I've kind of conceded. I'm, I'm saying that, well, it's probably going to happen. I take care of myself. I'm in relatively good shape. I, I eat okay. I work out. So hopefully my body is prepared to be able to fight off an infection. And I'm not over 50, so, um, you know, maybe I would be more willing to go out and go to the store and pick up food or go get toilet paper, you know. Um, so the government would definitely say that I am one of those people that would violate their, you know, self-quarantine. Uh, now, if the government told me to, I'm going to obey by the laws just because I don't feel like going to jail or being fined a bunch of money. So I'm not going to, uh, you know, willfully violate the law just because I want to, you know, unless I was, you know, starving if things really broke down, you know, and there was no food and I had to go out and get food for my family. Well, I'm going to do it. I don't care what the government says. I'm going to provide for my basic necessities. Uh, but again, I, I'm not just going to willfully disobey the government just because it suits my whims for the day. So that's kind of my, my thinking, I guess, about these, the increasing, uh, I guess, threat of the government deciding that, hey, you need to stay home. You can't go out. You can't engage in religious services. You can't engage in social activities. Um, I think it's, you're going to see increasing amounts of government crackdown, for lack of a better term. You're going to see increasing crackdown on the amount of social gatherings. Again, if it's done voluntarily by these organizations, I completely support it. And I think it's probably the right thing to do. I just don't want the government being the one, the arbiter, again, of telling you what's right and what's wrong, what's best for you. Only the individual, only the mother and the father of the family, only adults can decide what's best for them. And even if it's not what's best for them, that's not our place as fellow citizens, as fellow Christians, to tell them that they're right or they're wrong. Now that goes back to, I mean, this is different than judging sin versus okay behavior, but telling someone that they can't go to religious service because there's a virus out there and it could potentially make other people sick. Those things may absolutely be true, but as long as it's not sinful, can I mandate that someone is not able to do that? I, I don't believe that's right. I don't believe anyone has the right to tell someone that they can't go um, you know, worship God in the way they see fit. Even if things are bad, even if, you know, social structure is breaking down a little bit, I, I just still don't believe that, the, that we as a whole have the ability to tell people what is right and what is wrong for them. So, you know, send me a message. You know, it's couple at justacatholiccouple.com. That's uh, my email address. Leave some no, um, comments in this uh, podcast. Uh, I would love to know what your thoughts are. 
Uh, I'm sure many of you that listen are probably more libertarian-leaning, conservative. If you're in America, those that lean right, uh, you, you're probably the listeners to something like this. I encourage you to share this, you know, with some of your left-leaning friends. You know, as a libertarian, I don't consider left and right as being truly indicative of one's social and political status. Uh, it's much more nuanced than that. I hold some positions that many would say, oh, you're a Democrat, you're a lefty. No, I just don't like the government telling anybody what they can and can't do, even if it is right or wrong. It's not the government's job. It's ours as a community. It's ours as a society to help people correct their decisions. And if they make bad decisions, to punish them for those decisions. So share this with, uh, with somebody else out there that if you'd like to help them become more libertarian, help them become more uh, religious, help them become more Catholic, uh, this podcast hopefully will help people get to that point. So uh, until next time, I want you to uh, take care of yourself and each other, and God bless. Thanks for joining me today on Liberty and the Cross. Make sure you visit our website at justacatholiccouple.com and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value in the show and you'd like to help support us, go to patreon.com slash justacatholiccouple. Also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And until next time, take care of yourself and each other.